Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you on this Monday of May 3rd as we recap the 2021 NFL Draft. Joining the podcast today is NFL insider Aaron Wilson. You can follow his excellent content on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL and on Instagram at Aaron Wilson 7128. He does some phenomenal work. So Aaron, I appreciate you again joining the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited to get into some of these topics, Aaron. We saw a wild weekend of the NFL draft round one starting on Thursday, and that's exactly where I want to get this podcast started. We're going to recap some things we liked, Aaron, about what we saw and some of these teams loading up on offense, on defense, a team like the Cowboys, making sure to bolster that side of the ball. But let's go ahead and start at number three, because that was really where the draft started, per se, on Thursday. A lot of debate about where the Niners and Kyle Shanahan were going to go They end up with North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. So, Aaron, you and I discussed this briefly before the draft unfolded. What are your thoughts about Trey Lance going to San Francisco? I like it. I think that Kyle Shanahan wants a needs a more athletic quarterback to run his system. And, you know, right away when they made that trade with Miami to get three, a lot of NFL people were predicting they didn't have any inside information. They just thought, Trey Lance is perfect for that system is what one NFL scouting director told me. I said, wow, I'll keep that in mind. And I said, what about Mac Jones? They're expecting about Mac Jones. And he said, that could be either some people close to them making assumptions or possibly trying to do the Shanahan. And it's not just Kyle. It's Mike, his dad, who were very involved in this as well, trying to do them a favor to maybe throw people off the scent a little bit. But if you think about what Mac Jones is, you know, he's a pocket quarterback. He's not a great athlete. He is accurate, and that's great. But so is Trey Lance. You know, he's not as accurate, but you can usually improve accuracy. What you can't teach is athleticism. And 
I like his mental makeup. Everything I've heard about the kid, everything that scouts have told me is that he's someone that's very adaptable, very smart, and will be very coachable. If you think about going from North Dakota State to the NFL, he'll make a leap in improvement. Sometimes what you get with an Alabama guy is a very finished product. And not to say that Mac won't improve more, but I think the upside, you know, you're betting on the ceiling. And if you, this is like stock, you know, I, you know, I play the stock market a little bit, uh, sometimes well, sometimes not so well. <laughs> but you're basically, you're betting on human performance. If the players are like stock pieces, they're commodities, then is the future greater for Trey Lance, potentially, than Mac Jones. And Mac Jones might be more NFL ready right now. But they're betting on potential greatness as opposed to potentially solid to good with Mac Jones. So I understand the pick. I get it. And I like it. I would agree with you there. I was a little bit caught off guard. I was thinking Mac Wilson. I guess I bought into that smokescreen per se. But you look at what Trey Lance was able to do in 2019. Of course, he only played one game in 2020 because of COVID-19. But Led the Bison to the undefeated record. I believe it was 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's got those traits as an athletic passer. And then you put him in a system with Kyle Shanahan that you have receivers like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. And you see them loading up that running back room as well. Trey Sermon going to San Francisco, Raheem Mostert. So I really do believe he's going to find success. The question is, Aaron, is... When will he take over? You know, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo there in San Francisco, and they intend to hold on to him by all accounts. But Trey Lance certainly has a significant amount of upside. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet on the upside. Uh, This is a not – they're not in a win-now mode. And, you know, we haven't talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, but they have Jimmy in place. And if Jimmy's healthy, they can win games with him while Trey gets ready. It reminds me of the Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes situation. And that worked out so well for the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes having a year to learn behind Alex what it was all about, what it took to be a pro. And I think that, you know, Jimmy and Trey have already texted. He'll be a good mentor. And obviously we don't think Jimmy G will be there in 2022. But this year is about getting Trey Lance ready for 2022. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, Aaron, is what was your favorite pick of round number one? What team made a pick that you absolutely love the fit i love the atlanta falcons picking kyle pitts some call him the unicorn because he's special he's different he's a man amongst boys at the college level high school level i think that still translates to the nfl level he's got special traits he's someone that is really a matchup nightmare and i think they're right that matt ryan that he's still got some years left in him So I like them getting him a weapon in Kyle Pitts. And this is the most talented tight end they've had since Tony Gonzalez. I think it's going to be a home run pick. And I like them not bowing to the pressure. Oh, we got to get a quarterback. Matt Ryan's old. No, I think Matt Ryan's seasoned. I think Matt Ryan's still good. So I would delay that decision and look to try to win and be competitive with a Kyle Pitts. When you get a chance to have something unique, And different, like Pitts, you inject him into your offense when you already have a quarterback. You don't have to always chase something else. And that's a pick that I love. Yeah, they certainly went with the best player available at number four. Talk of the quarterback, but 
yeah, Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. We'll see what happens with Julio Jones and their cap situation. But nonetheless, getting a player like Kyle Pitts, pairing him with Calvin Ridley on the outside. Matt Ryan still has a lot to offer. So for me, Aaron, my favorite pick of the first round was Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons to the Cowboys at number 12 overall. I mean, Dallas was a team that was believed to be looking at Sertan and J.C. Horn. Of course, both of those guys are off the board at number 10. So Dallas ends up trading with Philadelphia, their rivals, jump back to pick number 12, pick up a third-round pick in the process, number 84 overall, which turned out to be Iowa defensive end Chauncey Golston. But Micah Parsons, I mean, I feel like any other draft, he's a surefire top 10 pick. We all know what he can do, and the Dallas Cowboys defense was atrocious last year. The play from the linebacker position was pretty underwhelming. Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, we know his fifth-year option is unlikely to be picked up before this season. So the linebacker position was certainly needing some new depth, especially with Sean Lee retiring. Micah Parsons, I believe, is going to bring the juice, the sideline to sideline type of mentality for that Dallas defense yeah. and Dan Quinn. Yeah, and the thing is, they had to get to a comfort level with him with any character issues, with some past immaturity, and those were acknowledged by him. I think he owned it and made them comfortable during the draft process that it would be a pick that they could feel good about. And, yeah, I think Micah – is someone that's learned from some mistakes and none of them are disqualifying mistakes. So I, I look at Micah as someone that he'll be fine in the NFL. He'll do a great job for the Cowboys and he can play off the ball. He can play on the ball. He can blitz. He can cover. I really like his pass coverage for such a big man, the way he plays the ball and he can hit. And yeah, I think he's someone that will find the ball pretty quickly and give them a playmaker. They needed to get better on defense. It's a really quick way to get better. Absolutely, absolutely. 439-46-3246. I mean, freak athlete. So the next topic here, right? Let's talk a little bit about Justin Fields. He slides to number 11. Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears, they pull the trigger and trade up from pick number 20, and they land Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. Aaron, what are your thoughts on that move? I think it's a, you know, for them, it's a bet on trying to, you know, become more than an average team. And to me, Andy Dalton doesn't make you better than average. But with, you know, Fields, this is someone that's a potential franchise quarterback. Does he need to process a little faster, get the ball out quicker, uh, take a few less hits? Yeah, but can all that be coached? Of course it can be. And I think that, Matt Nagy will do a good job with fields and they don't have that pressure. Again, it's another situation similar to what you have in San Francisco where Andy Dalton can hold down the job and when fields is ready, he'll play. And uh, when is that? No one knows because you have to see what he's going to be like when he gets there and how quickly can he assimilate to the NFL. But you don't have a lot of players like him with the height, the weight, the speed. I know he ran four, four. Some people said he could have run four, three. So he's very athletic. He's got a big arm. He showed toughness, obviously. Clemson just asked them what he did after taking that big hit. And he played the best in the big games. When it counted the most, that's when he played the best. I like quarterbacks to rise to the occasion, and I think that's what he is. I think he's a gamer. And I've never really seen anything about him that bothered me where I said, okay, I don't have a problem with this. I don't think he could get better. No quarterback's a finished product, but – 
Can he process a little faster, get the ball out? Yes, he can do that. He needs to do that for his own safety. But yeah, he's someone that I bet on the upside, and I like the upside with him. And I think for the Bears, if it doesn't work out, then they'll be looking for a new general manager, a new coach. If it does work out, then they've extended their window there. So they've helped their own job security, I think, by making this trade because the ownership is going to take time to see where they write about fields before they make a decision on those two gentlemen. That is a valid point because Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, I think they have their backs up against the wall. And so this was kind of a, a desperation move. Like, hey, you know what? We got to make this move. They give up pick number 20, a fifth round pick this year, and then a first and a fourth rounder in 2022 to get the deal done. Andy Dalton, of course, is there in Chicago. One year, $10 million deal in free agency. They added him. But I like Justin Fields. I've always been a fan of him as a player. I think he brings some upside to Chicago. And of course, when you have a guy like Allen Robinson, who's already back in the fold, he signed his franchise tender. And then Anthony Miller, you got David Montgomery. I know they needed to strengthen that offensive line a little bit. But that defense, though, you know, they're going to hold things down as they have the last couple of years. So I believe this is a situation, like you've mentioned, Aaron, perhaps letting Andy Dalton play most of the season, let Justin Fields kind of get the grips of that offense before allowing him the opportunity to take over. So we're going to see how that situation plays out in Chicago. But let's go ahead and talk about the most surprising pick of round number one. For you, Aaron, what was that? Yeah, when Raiders general manager Mike Mayock turned in the card for Alabama offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood, it was questionable. He was the third offensive tackle taken overall. Many ranked him sixth or lower. And, yeah, I I just thought that they should have looked at Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech. There were some other ones. He was late for some, you know, things at the Senior Bowl. He's got good athletics and he's got good length, but I thought he was a little bit of a reach. He's inconsistent, and I know they like the physicality and they, you know, tried to sell the pick. But to me, you got to go with the best offensive tackles you can get at that point if that's the position. And I just thought at 17, it's a controversial pick. I'm not saying that it can't work out. Alex Leatherwood doesn't have it in him, but they definitely reached a little bit. And they know it, and they don't seem to mind that. Like, they reached one time for Claylon Farrell. Claylon Farrell, that hasn't been so great. They love Clemson. They love Alabama. And sometimes you got to be careful with your self-scouting that you don't fall in love with a certain school and their program so much that you ignore the talent and what's on the film. Yeah, they also did that with Damon Arnett as well in the first round out of Ohio State. So that one was really a head-scratcher as well. For me, as I texted you, Aaron, was – the Peyton Turner pick to the Saints at 28, and I'm glad that you're here because I know you have a little bit more intel. You know him yourself. Turner, though, you know, to his credit, he has a, a pretty nice resume. 114 tackles, 23.5 tackles for loss, 9.5 sacks, and one interception during his time at U of H. So when New Orleans turned in his card at 28, I think a lot of people were taken aback by that. We know that this was a guy that was on the rise, per se, in terms of his draft stock. But the Saints, though, there was rumors that they were trying to trade up for maybe a corner. So it just kind of took me off guard that Peyton Turner was the player that Sean Payton 
pulled into New Orleans. We know they also made that big trade a couple years ago for Marcus Davenport, the edge rusher from UTSA. So they've made a move like that before. Obviously, they stood pat this time and added Peyton Turner. But for me, it was a little bit of a surprise. But what do you have to say about Peyton Turner and what he can bring to the NFL? Right. Peyton, who I do know, is a very tall but very athletic pass rusher, and he's versatile. That's one of the things they liked a lot because he's played inside before, and he just he has been up and down in weight. So he's played an interior position. He's also at a stand-up position, and so he's really adept at operating on a three-point or two-point stance. I think his home in the NFL is he's an edge guy, but he is so well-coordinated for a tall guy, and I watched most of his pro day, and he's out there running around. He's all rocked up. He's got his shirt off. He's got a good physique. He's worked really hard on and his diet and his weightlifting. But he's not stiff at all. And usually when you get a guy as tall as him, he's about six foot six, they can't bend. He can bend. He can make himself small. He's got an ability and a flexibility to be able to fit into some t- You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tight corners, I feel like the Saints understand pass rushers. They get it, and he'll be with Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport. And they've just added another really good piece. But he can stop the run, too, so he's a good all-around defender. And, yeah, to pick him that late in the round, that doesn't surprise me. I I think that he's someone that can get it done. And, of course, with that first-round pick, they get the fifth-year option, and so that's a valuable year for an edge rusher, perhaps that year to develop. And, of course, they lost Trey Hendrickson in free agency, so looking for another defensive end, perhaps, that can play with versatility, as you talked about, Aaron. Now let's talk about... Some value picks of day number two, of course, rounds two and three. I'll start us off. I really, really loved the UCF safety Richie Grant to the Atlanta Falcons with the 40th overall pick. I've always been a fan of Richie Grant. A little bit undersized, but 
This is a Falcons team that needed to target the safety position. They signed Deron Harmon and Eric Harris in free agency, but you knew that they were going to look to fill that void with a young player in the draft. He has excellent range. He can track the ball with ease. I just am a big fan of what he can bring to that Falcons defense, and I'm sure Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot were thrilled to be able to get him there at the beginning of round two. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about what he can do for you, the ability, the way he finds the football, I kind of like how Central Florida guys tend to overachieve. That's a pick I really like. I think that's going to be a nice, strong fit for them, and I expect good things from him right away, especially special teams. He'll be great at that. What are some picks for you, Aaron, that you liked from day two? Well, the Arizona Cardinals, the rich get richer. They already have DeAndre Hopkins, and then they draft Rondell Moore from Purdue. He's a playmaker, and I think he'll make them more explosive. He'll give them a weapon along with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. I think it's going to be a really strong fit with the things they're doing with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. I like that pick. And, you know, there are a few others that, you know, I thought were good. You know, and the jump out, there's just, you know, there's so many of them. But if you think about another receiver, the Panthers getting Terrace Marshall from LSU, I would have been surprised if he'd been a first-round pick. He's a very explosive player. So a couple of wide receivers that I like. And then, you know, when I look at some other positions, the Bears got Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, very nasty, very physical guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that he'll definitely fit the Chicago style and what they're hoping to inject. So th- those are a couple of picks that jumped out to me, <clears throat> you know, and even, you know, you look at the value for the Browns to get Jeremiah owusu Karamo. Uh, I thought that he was good. He's a very versatile linebacker. I think he'll fit there for three. He'll be a strong player for them. And, you know, he's one of these guys that's an off the ball linebacker for sure, but he can fill, he can make plays. He's instinctive. So I like that pick too. Yeah, and it's interesting because Jock, the linebacker from Notre Dame, he was a guy that some people had in the first round. So as he dropped to day two, that was a little bit of a surprise. And, of course, the Browns making that pick pay off on day two. For me, another pick that I absolutely love the value was Nick Bolton to the Chiefs at 58 overall out of Missouri. Bolton, I mean, second-team All-American last year. The guy is a tackling machine, and right now the Chiefs have Anthony Hitchens and Willie Gay at linebacker. They lost Damian Wilson in free agency. So to me, Nick Bolton can step right in and and play significant time in Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Big time. Yeah, no, you look for guys like that that are productive, that pile up tackles, that make a lot of plays, that can play in space, and Nick Bolton is exactly that. And then Quinn Miners, Wisconsin Whitewater, the offensive guard. I had him on the podcast for an interview going 98th overall to Denver. I thought that was cool, man. This is a guy that didn't play in 2020 because Wisconsin Whitewater opted out of the 2020 fall season. But uh, goes to the Senior Bowl. He has actually a hand injury during the week. But during that practice time, he absolutely impressed scouts. And so it was really cool to see a guy from D3 once again, we saw Ali Marpet a couple of years ago, but going to Denver, I really loved that pick. Yeah, there are a couple of offensive linemen, one a day two and one day three, and they got picked by the same team. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs getting Oklahoma Center Creed Humphrey 
has that wrestling background. You can see it on every snap that he plays, the way that he competes. He's all over these guys. And then later, a guy that had some medical issues. He had some blood clots in his lungs a couple years ago. Trey Smith. Trey Smith, if he's healthy, if the medical stays positive and they feel comfortable with him, they do. That's why they picked him. That's a heck of a value for the Chiefs to get him at 226 overall. He's a tough guy. He will knock you down. Yeah, he continued to slide all the way down, and everybody was clamoring for him. Like, why is Trey Smith still on the board? Of course, it was revealed about those blood clots and his health. But, I mean, you look at what he was able to accomplish at Tennessee, and as you say, the Chiefs really made it a huge focal point of theirs to revamp that offensive line. They took people by surprise when they cut both their starting tackles, Fisher and Schwartz. But then they went out and acquired Orlando Brown via trade. They went and signed Joe Tooney, and then now they double up on Humphrey and Smith. So Kansas City certainly not messing around when it comes to getting that offensive line up to speed. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think they did a good job there. I think that they were, you know, thinking ahead about trying to reinforce the line. You know, they've lost some guys. They've cut some guys. They brought in some guys. They are adding to the competition. I actually watched a video of the telephone call they made to Trey Smith with Andy Heck, their offensive line coach. And he talked about what he would do and just be yourself. And that'll be good enough. And yeah, I think for Trey Smith, he'll obviously enter the league with a chip on his shoulder. If not for the medical issue, I think he would have been drafted much higher and you know, it would have been someone that people would have been thrilled to get. Um, since we're ta- still talking day three, guys, I liked how the Browns added speed and they got Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. And he's he reminds me a lot of Will Fuller. He's that fast. He might be the fastest player in the NFL right now. He's way up there. Very fast, very explosive, can make some plays. I thought that was a good pick. He ran like, what, a 4-2-5, right, 40? Yeah. No, it's legit speed. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, Will was a 4-2-8. That was not his official time. That was a time, though, that the Texans had on him before they picked him in the first round. That's definitely some scary speed that the Browns added. How about Amaron Ross St. Brown, the USC wide receiver, went to the Lions on day three. I think that was a nice add for uh, Dan Campbell and Detroit. Jabril Cox to the Cowboys at 115 overall as well. Good value. He played at North Dakota State, then transferred to LSU for his final year of eligibility. I wanted to run this pick by you, Aaron, because I know that you cover the Texans. Brevin Jordan to Houston at 147 overall. That's a pretty athletic tight end. Yeah, great after the catch and pretty good size. Uh, A willing blocker, not a dominant blocker, but more of a move tight end and yeah, to me, if you look at their position, it's not that dynamic when you talk about Jordan Akins and having Ryan Izzo and Farrell Brown. So they needed an athletic tight end, and Akins is on you know, the final year of his rookie deal. So to me, that made a lot of sense. And they're, you know, if you look at where he comes from from New England, obviously they believe in the tight end position. They used to have Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. So for Nick Casario, the new general manager of the Texans, to be looking at the tight end position, that's not surprising at all. And if you just look at their depth and the way they had it board graded, yeah, definitely a best available type of pick. I still like that they traded up for Nico Collins, uh-huh. who I believe is 
he'll be able to defeat coverage. He'll be able to get open. Um, you know, he's fast for a big man at 6'4", 215. You know, he's 4'4". And I, I think he can go up and get it. So, yeah, they did a couple of things. Their quarterback selection of Davis Mills raised some eyebrows, obviously, with Deshaun Watson's unresolved legal situation and his trade request. So, you know, it's very possible that Deshaun will not play for the Texans again. And Davis Mills is someone that I think if he'd gone back to school and had a good year, he would have been one of those contenders to be a first-round pick next year. But they get him in the third round, and, yeah, they liked him, and they were all over him, uh, you know, very quietly. A lot doesn't leak out right now because, um, you know, people are, you know, not meeting, and a lot of things are on Zooms. But, yeah, I, I knew uh, before the draft, I just maintained my confidentiality with my sources that they liked him. And I can tell you this, that I was talking to people about him and the Texans, about five weeks before the draft. So it was something where it was a strong fit and they just liked him. They liked his athleticism. They liked the way he can throw the football. He's accurate. And I think he has a good future ahead of him. But you know, right now they have Tyron Taylor and it's probably better for Davis Mills to watch more than play right now. Coming in with Tyrod Taylor there at Houston, William Bradley King. I know he played at Baylor. He went to Washington football team with pick 240. He's a guy that looks like he has some upside, some potential and length off the edge. Do you know anything more about what he can bring to Washington and Ron Rivera? Yeah, no, he's a good football player. And I know that Baylor, you know, isn't where it was a few years ago when they were with Matt Rule, but they still have some ball players, and he's one of those guys. And I think it's a, a good late pick for them. And the, the tape definitely, you know, showed that he's an NFL football player. One other pick that I, I have to say and, and highlight from day three is the New England Patriots when they took Ramondre Stevenson, the big running back from Oklahoma. They took him with pick 120, and he reminds me a lot of what a LeGarrette Blunt brought to the Patriots when he was there. Just a big physical running back that can come in. You know, Sony Michelle is entering his final year of his deal. I don't think they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. So you know that they're always bringing in running backs. So I felt like that fit for Stevenson in New England was certainly something that's going to end up paying off well. A little bit like uh, some poor man's like Garrett Blunt. I think he's a tackle breaker. He's a bruiser, punishing downhill type of runner. Uh, but, you know, he's got to get in great shape. And that's one thing with him, conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. Watch for that. And if he's not in outstanding shape, then he's going to be in Bill Belichick's doghouse. So I would keep an eye on him, sort of a boomer bust type of deal. Did you have any other thoughts, any other information from draft weekend as we move into, I know the rookie mini camps and stuff like that will be coming up in a couple of weeks, but is there any other intel or any other thoughts that you had from draft weekend? Um, you know, I think the draft is always, you know, it's a crapshoot. You don't know what you don't know but you do the best you can. I think the teams did a, a pretty good job overall. I thought the coverage of the television stations was good with the highlights and how ready and prepared they are. A lot goes into the draft and you try to make it as smooth a process as possible. Um, I think a lot of mock drafts, obviously, just like every year, they're way off. Um, you know, but I saw some, some good accuracy, Daniel Jeremiah, as far as prediction, you know, as far as his top 100, I thought he really stood out. 
and Bill did a, a strong job with, you know, what he was doing with mock drafts. A lot of the mock drafts, their information, but the top 100, the boards, the guys that build those, definitely a shout out to them. And yeah, he's really followed, I think, in the tradition of Mike Mayock and been a great draft guy. I used to play pickup basketball with him when he was a scout for the Ravens and I was covering the Ravens. Uh, DJ, just his nickname, he's a good athlete as a option quarterback at Appalachian State. So he had some pretty good moves and just a good person and really worked hard to make himself a draft guy. And it was all through his friendship with Chris Mortensen and basically uh, networking and look where he is now, an opportunity. First he worked with Mayock and now he's running the show and I think he does a great job. But yeah, a lot of respect for him and of course the Mel Kuypers and all the OGs that do this. Uh, you know, we kind of beat writers we have to become experts in a hurry because we spend most of the year thinking about the NFL and the teams we're primarily responsible for covering. But yeah, I, I enjoyed, you know, watching everything and just taking it all in and, you know, we'll find out. Check back in three years. We see a lot of these uh, analysts go with draft grades, but my thing is like, well, you can't really put a lot of stock into draft grades because as you said, two to three years, we're going to know which players are making an impact and which players perhaps have had some struggles acclimating to the next level. But I agree with you 100%, Aaron. Daniel Jeremiah does a phenomenal job for NFL Network, as the others, a couple of from, from ESPN and the coverage. It was it was awesome being able to take in the draft. It's always something special to see a lot of these players, you know, they're, they're reaching their dreams. And now we hit the ground running. You know, we're in May and... The countdown to the 2021 season is officially underway. Training camps will start at the end of July. So Absolutely. Great talk. Thanks for your coverage as well. Again, go give Aaron Wilson a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find him on Twitter, as I said at the top of the podcast, at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. And on Instagram, Aaron Wilson 7128 so there you have it. That's today's episode on the Pro Football Chase podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Again, Aaron, take care and have a great day. Thanks, you too. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.